Answer me this. Are you a morning person? Maybe an afternoon person? Perhaps you're a night owl. Perhaps you feel like you never really get, get moving. Well, regardless of how you would classify yourself, you deserve to have a morning routine that serves you, that sets you up for success. Now, before you, you start rolling your eyes and go, oh, I've, I've heard all about the morning routine stuff and all the things that we're all supposed to do and journal and meditate and yoga, and I just don't have time for that or I don't like it. Guess what? That is not what I'm going to tell you. Instead, I am thrilled to tell you about my annual free event coming up called Master Your Morning. And over the course of five days, 30 minutes or less each day, I'm going to teach you how to create your own unique morning routine based on two things, your unique personality type, and secondly, the realities of your home life, right? You may not have a lot of time for a morning routine, and that's what this free workshop is all about. So if you want to come join, head over to megansumrall.com forward slash master your morning. And I promise you at the end of it, you are going to have a completely different relationship with the morning. Hey, everyone. This particular episode has been in the making for a couple of months. And the reason why is the topic we're going to be discussing today, which is kind of some tips and tricks. It's actually five specific tips that are going to help you if you really struggle with distractions and lack of focus and you feel like you're constantly being distracted and that's why you can't get things done. Well, this topic came up over and over and over again and most recently in a survey that I ran. So I have been all in doing research on this and test driving some specific tips over the last six to eight weeks, because I wanted to make sure that things were actually working for people before I pulled it together to go ahead and share. So I'm really excited to be able to share this with you today, because I am seeing these exact strategies work for so many people in my community and my clients that really, really battle distractions and lack of focus. So if that sounds like you, try and stay focused, which is kind of funny to say, but truly, I've tried to keep this as short as I can, and I'm excited to hear how this helps you. Welcome to the Work-Life Harmony Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Sumrall. I'm a former techie-turned-entrepreneur. I'm also a mom and a wife, and just like you, I'm juggling hashtag all the things while running multiple businesses and a family. Being a successful female entrepreneur doesn't mean you have to feel overwhelmed, exhausted, and stressed out. Gaining control of your time and calendar is all about learning a few key techniques and systems to better organize and structure your time. This is your show to learn from me and other amazing women how to master your time and organization to skyrocket your productivity so you can have work-life harmony. Hey friends, welcome back. I am excited today to dive into a topic that actually caught me off guard a little bit in terms of the number of people that were really struggling with this and asking for help. I recently ran a survey to just about a thousand women and asked them, what is the number one thing you struggle with when it comes to time management? and productivity. And this was not like multiple choice. It was open-ended text. And the number one response was distractions 
or some form of that saying either I can't focus or there's too many distractions or a combination of the both. Now, I was expecting to hear more people just say they felt like they had too much on their list or, you know, not enough time or prioritization, but I was wrong. It was this topic around distractions. Now, if you've seen the movie Up, I think an analogy a lot of people love using is squirrel, where if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. If not, it's a cute cartoon. And these dogs, every time they're trying, you know, in the middle of an intense conversation, all of a sudden a squirrel will run by and they stop what they're doing, go squirrel. And it's just this constant distraction. So when I saw the overwhelming number of people responding to this, I realized I needed to get to work on this issue because while I do a ton of coaching, teaching, talking around time management, organization, productivity, I realized there was a little bit of a missing gap there on really fine-tuning your skills or giving specific tips if this is an area that you struggle with. Now, I will be completely transparent with you all, as I always am. This is not something I personally struggle with, so that's probably why it wasn't on the foremost thought of my brain of a topic to cover, but I do live with two people that really, really battle this, but focus is hard for other members of my family, and they are distracted very easily. And I had unknowingly put some different strategies and systems in place around the house that I know helps things run smoother because of that. So I took a step back and said, how can I take those same little tweaks to how I run my kind of the calendar for my family versus how I run it for me? And how can I put this out in a way to help others as well? So I really narrowed it down to five specific tips and I gave it a test drive on about 20 women that had said this was something that they struggled with and the results were overwhelmingly positive. So that's when I knew, okay, it was time to go ahead and put this content out there in an effort to reach as many of you as possible that have been struggling with this. So I'm going to share five tips with you today to help you minimize those distractions and help you stay a little bit more focused if this is something that you really battle. And before I jump into those, I do want to say, give yourself some grace. Like it is a legit challenge for a lot of people. It doesn't mean that you don't work as hard. It doesn't mean that you don't care as much. It doesn't mean that you're not passionate. It just means that your brain is just wired differently than somebody who doesn't. So first and foremost, Stop beating yourself up over it. So maybe I guess there's six tips in there. Okay, so number one, and I've shared this a number of different times because I think it's so important regardless of whether or not you battle distractions, but it's going to be that much more important for you if you do, and that is turn off all incoming notifications on all of your devices, your phones, your tablets, your computer, all of it. They should never be making noises at you, except for maybe the ringer on your phone, and they shouldn't even be just visually flashing, because I've seen a lot of people, they're like, oh, I turned off the notifications, but then I have them show me their phone, and I see, while it's not making a noise, there's still a visual flash up. 
or if they're sitting at their computer, that little incoming message flyby comes saying, hey, you've got a new email, but it's not making a noise. I'm talking all notifications, whether they're just visual or sound-based. Turn them off. This is going to help you tremendously. Let's say you're sitting down, you're in the middle of writing an email to someone, and that bing pops or that message flashes by, that instantly distracts you. So turn them off. That's number one. Number two, now this is a real shift for people, and that is, you know, well, you know I love time blocking, but I want you to think about reducing your time blocks to make sure that you're not committing to staying focused for any more than 30 minutes at a time. And there's some reasons why with this. Now, maybe you sometimes go all in and you can go, go, go for an hour and a half, two hours on one thing. Even if that's the case, if you know this is something you constantly battle, I really challenge you to think about when you are setting up kind of how you're going to tackle your day or your week to minimize your dedicated blocks of time for one specific task to 30 minutes or less. First, when you step into something saying, I'm only doing it for 30 minutes, that already kind of presets your brain to say, okay, 30 minutes, all in 30 minutes. So then that little voice, that little you know, critter on your shoulder that's creeping up trying to go, but what about this? But what about that? If you said just 30 minutes, it's going to quiet that voice knowing that you'll be able to respond very, very shortly. Second thing when you do this is it's going to give you the freedom to take those breaks that you likely need more regularly. So if you are setting 30-minute time blocks, don't do four in a row because you've basically just created a two-hour time block. Have a 30-minute time block and then at least a 15-minute window before you set up your next one. And you may take a full hour, hour and a half before your next truly dedicated time block. This is going to give you both the mental and physical space that you crave and need to be able to kind of go where the wind takes you a little bit, but have just enough structure in place to help you focus on the important things. Now, when you tie number one and number two together with those small time blocks and the no notifications, this is when you can maybe set aside a time block or after your 30-minute time block and now you're taking a break for 15, 20 minutes, now is your chance to go in and look for emails, messages, etc. that may have come in while you were doing your focused work. Okay, number three, and I talk about this a lot as well, but for my distracted you know, listeners, this is huge for you. You want to pick one thing that is your main focus every day. Now, I'm not saying you're only going to get one thing done. Absolutely not. Or maybe you will because it's a huge thing. But what you need to do is pick the one thing that is the most important thing that if you can at the end of the day say, I got this thing done, I'm going to call this day a success. You're going to write down what that is for that day. And then that is what you are going to do first in that first time block. And maybe it's a big enough thing. It takes you two or three time blocks throughout the day. That's fine too. But the reason we want to do this is over time, as you start having multiple days in a row where you can say, yep, I got that one thing 
that was super important to get done today done, now you are training yourself, you are helping to retrain your brain into that accomplishment and the feeling of being able to get stuff done instead of being distracted. Now, anything you get done on top of that is just gravy. But when you start your day thinking, I've got 10 super important things, and you already battle distractions, you're going to be yanked from one to the other to the other, and likely none of them will get done. Instead of saying, I'm going to go all in and make sure this one thing is done. Okay, number four, and this is totally counterintuitive to what I usually talk about. Number four is put less on your physical calendar and put more on your daily task list. So let me explain what I mean by that. I am one where when I see my calendar fully filled out for the week, I do color coding, all of that. You guys, if you've followed me, you know I'm super passionate about time blocking because that it helps me. I have so many moving parts. That's how I kind of, I quiet my overwhelm is by knowing I have dedicated parts of the day to handle all the things that need to be done. However, if, you know, for instance, my husband or daughter, when they look at the calendar I keep for myself, it sends them into a tailspin. They're like, it's too much stuff because I even have things like free time written on my calendar and blocked off. Like, Hey, this three hour chunk of time is do whatever you want time that goes on my calendar. Now, for people who get easily overwhelmed or easily distracted, the sight of a full calendar like that is very stressful and daunting. So the calendar I share with my family looks completely different than the calendar that I keep for myself. So here's what you absolutely should be putting on your calendar, and that is things that have specific times. So if you have an appointment at a dedicated time, if you have a, a meeting at a specific time, you know, a phone call, something like that where the time slot specifically is non-negotiable, that needs to go on your calendar. Those are the things that you're saying, they have to happen at this time and I don't have the flexibility to change that. Then instead of plugging in the rest of your to-dos for the day on your calendar with specific time slots, which is something that works great for a lot of people, you may want to consider instead just creating a task list for the day and put it in priority order, the current priority when you build it. doesn't mean that you don't reserve the right to change it. Then you give yourself that mental space to see a lot of white space on your calendar. And then as you feel motivated to jump into the next thing, or you take a look at your task list, you may choose to jump down to number three and knock that out. Or you may choose to stop, you know, start from the top and work your way down. But by building in the flexibility for yourself to decide when you're going to do them will help quiet that mental distraction or the mental stress of seeing a very full calendar. Now, the fifth one is one I also have talked about a lot, which is timers. Timers, timers, timers. I can't stress how beneficial they can be. So when you combine the first four things, turning off notifications, reducing your time blocks, the focus on one thing, putting less on your calendar and more on a task list, and then finally add in the use of timers to help you keep focus, it will be a game changer. So for example, let's say you set out to do that one thing and you've got that 30 minute time block, 
When you sit down to do that, set a timer on your phone for 30 minutes and go all in until that timer goes off. Then when the timer goes off, now you've got the freedom to go do whatever you feel like doing until the next chunk of time that needs some focused work. You're going to sit down then and set that timer again. There is something about a timer and the lack of notifications and small chunks of time that kind of work together to create a very successful environment for you to start kind of increasing that productivity and to start reducing the impact that those distractions have. So I hope you have found this helpful. I would love to hear from those of you that have listened to this podcast that really battle distractions, how this starts working for you when you go out there and implement this. Okay. Have a fantastic week. Getting on top of all things time management, organization, and productivity doesn't have to stop just because this episode is over. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Megan Sumrall, or just open any browser and go to megansumrall.com. If spelling my name is a complete pain, just go to theworkliferharmony.com and grab my free time management cheat sheet. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share it.